doing housework with chronic illness. When you have chronic illness, you often find that you don't have as much energy as you'd like to have, and you have to start making choices about how and when you're going to use that energy. One challenge that I frequently hear people with chronic illness talking about is having enough energy to get their housework done. There is no perfect equation that will make this achievable for everyone, but there are things that you can do to make reaching this goal more possible. First, have realistic expectations. Make sure that you have realistic and meaningful expectations. We grow up with many rules about housekeeping that aren't as important as they are often given to be and often don't have any real meaning ascribed to them. Examples include that laundry doesn't have to be done daily, nor does it even need to be folded. Dishes can sit dirty for a day without causing harm. Housework doesn't have to be done every day and many, many others. Make sure your housework rules are focused on keeping your household safe and healthy rather than meeting ridiculous social expectations. Also make sure that they work for your household. Discuss these kinds of expectations regarding housework with those that you live with. What do each of you think are truly essential tasks and how often do you feel that these things really need to be done? There are always plenty of people available to judge us and tell us when they feel that we are not meeting the standards that they have in mind. Try to let all of that go. The opinions of people who don't live in your home simply don't matter. If they live there and are looking for things to be changed, then they need to contribute and brainstorm towards making those changes. Don't let people who are not contributing to the housework dictate how that work is being done. If they are helping with the housework, they get a say in how the work is done, but it is important that you set boundaries for how your tasks are being completed. If you don't have the spoons for washing and drying the dishes, then you need to draw that line. They can either dry them after you've washed them or accept that they will be air drying until tomorrow when you have more spoons available for putting them away. No comparing. Know that no one is what they seem on social media, so don't compare yourself to those imaginary worlds. No one shares real life. It's always filtered. So don't try to achieve the perfect homes you see in the photos of others. Those are imaginary places. People take pictures in ways that best reflect their spaces. This often leads to the illusion that our people's houses are spotless when they're just as disordered as our own homes. Don't even compare your home to those home houses that you visit it's likely that they are only inviting you over when they feel that their house is presentable. It is not likely that their house is always in the pristine state that you see it in when you visit. Additionally, people find creative ways to hide their messes when people come over. Dirty dishes can go into the oven or dish machine, putting them out of sight while the company is visiting. So again, all might not be what it seems. But hey, Let's say that their homes really are as spotless all the time and do look just like they seem in the photos or when you visit. So what? How does the state of their home have any bearing on the way that you choose to keep your home? Everyone has a different level of resources available to them. What is completely reasonable and doable for one person or family might not be for another. There is nothing wrong with this, nor does it make it one family less than the other. Each family and each home is different. As such, each should have different standards. Would you start keeping your milk and eggs in the middle of the kitchen floor just because you saw that others were doing so? 
not everything everyone else is doing is worth replicating in our own lives. There is no perfection. Forgive yourself for not being perfect and know that you don't need to be. I'm going to say that again. Forgive yourself for not being perfect and know that you don't need to be. Focus in on the second half of it. You do not need to be perfect. Your home does not need to be utterly spotless in order for all the people living within its walls to be happy and healthy. You don't need to have everything in complete order and alignment for the people living there to be happy and healthy. Part of living is messes and clutter. That's part of what makes a house into a home. So keep in mind that not only is perfection not achievable, it's not desirable. You don't want your home to become like a museum where everyone living there is afraid of living because messes and cluttered are treated with such revulsion and hostility. You want your home to be a place that people can relax and ease into the surroundings. That happens when there is a balance of things, when there is enough mess and clutter for people to feel that it's safe to move around in the space, but that it's clean enough to keep them healthy and organized. Look for balance rather than perfection. Give yourself permission to be human. You will make mistakes. Things will be missed or go undone. Socks will be mismatched and buttons will be lost. Dirty dishes will slide by and get put away with the clean. None of this matters. All of the people living in your house will be all right. Get help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Everyone needs help in different ways and different times in their lives. There's no shame in this. You don't lose points for not doing it yourself. It is important to make sure that everyone living in the home is contributing a fair amount towards the well-being of the home. Are they working and bringing home money towards the household? Are they going to school to better themselves for future contributions? Are they helping with the housework? Be sure that everyone is carrying a fair amount of the burden for the household. Only those who are living in the home together can really make the decision if the workload between individuals is evenly divided. If the workload isn't even, it is important that you have a discussion with those that you live with in order to draw new boundaries and expectations that everyone can agree to and everyone feels is fair. If everyone is contributing a fair amount and important things are still not getting done, consider drawing on outside resources. Ask friends or family to help with housework, even once a week can go a long way to help close that gap. If your finances allow it, consider hiring a, a cleaning service to help. And the entire time that someone else is doing the work, remind yourself that it doesn't matter who washes the dishes. What matters is that your family has clean dishes to eat out of. Society often puts value on us being productive to the point of being self-destructive. It isn't sustainable, and there's really little value in living this way. Organize and plan. There are many ways that you can go about organizing and planning your cleaning. The actual system itself isn't really that important. What is important is that you have a routine to your cleaning that will allow you to plan for that cleaning when you are budgeting your spoons for the day. When you're scheduling events for your week, like doctor's appointments and soccer games, it is helpful to know if you will need to be doing housework on that day. 
This will make planning your activities more realistic and more successful. You can either skip the soccer game or plan on doing the housework on another day. Either way, you've budgeted for your spoons and thus are less likely to run out. And you're more likely to get all of the things done that you want to do while participating in the things that you want to participate in. Create a checklist for each room with every task that needs to be done in order for that room to be clean, as you define it. Schedule a day for each room. Rotate through the rooms so that you're only doing one room at a time or even half a room if it's got a lot of needs. This way, you can track where you are in the project if you need to take breaks, and you can distribute the work over the entire week. This makes it possible to break your chores down into tasks that are more manageable in size and, you know, you can regulate your energy costs better. Any way that you can manage your spoons is a good thing. Draw clear boundaries. Drawing clear boundaries with families and friends is really important. They don't get to tell you how to keep your house. Don't engage in unconstructive conversations about your housework. If they make comments that point out how you are not meeting their social expectations of housework, simply redirect the conversation with something like, we do things differently in this house, but it works for us. You can even take a more direct approach and simply state, I don't want to discuss housekeeping. Either way, make it clear that it's a no-fly zone. However, be open-minded to constructive conversations. If they make useful suggestions or offer to help when they see something that doesn't meet their social expectations, this is a conversation worth engaging in. This is a person who may become a housework ally. If they see a stack of unwashed dishes and say, I rinse and put dirty dishes away in the dish machine through the day, then run it every night, that's someone who is interested in helping you out rather than judging you. They might become somebody who can be a support source, but in the end, you're the person who has to decide and draw those boundaries. If their advice and them as a resource is not helpful, then start making it a no-fly zone with them too. Pacing and prioritizing. One essential thing to always remember is that we only get so many spoons to get through our day with. There will be times that there simply are not enough spoons to do everything. This is when pacing and prioritizing becomes essential. Do the housework that cannot wait. Make sure you have clothes for work tomorrow and the kiddos' lunchboxes are clean for school. Let the things that can wait, wait. A day of unwashed dishes or laundry will not cause your household to fall apart, nor will it cause those living in your home any kind of trauma. There will also be times that we will have to choose between doing those dishes and reading our kiddos a bedtime story. Remember that the thing most essential to a child's psychological well-being is to feel loved by their caregivers. If housework can wait, go spend time with your loved ones. We only get this one life, and we only get so many spoons. Let's make sure we are spending those spoons where it is most important. And a final note, it is your house, and in the end, whatever the people living there says goes, even with the housework. Don't let social expectations bully you into doing things that are not what is best for those living within your home. <laughs>